What do you say? Should we go for it? Good morning, good day, and good evening. And good night. Good night. Welcome to the Insomnia Report episode 43. Woo! Woe is me. 43. <laughs> your order is ready. Nice. <laughs> if this is your first time listening, welcome. If you have listened before, welcome back. We're so happy to have you. Thanks for listening. I'm Margot. And I'm Elizabeth. And we are the two friends and roommates that like to talk about the things that keep us up at night. We got a true crime for you today, tonight, whatever, yes. this morning, whenever you're tuning in. Uh, yes. It and is night. It is here. night here. Uh, it's been a, a wild couple of days in Chicago. It's Every day has been like the day after tomorrow there's just a lot of like tornadoes and storms Mm -hmm. and weird happenings so hey great it's lovely thanks climate change truly thank you um i will go ahead and do the thing all righty do you want to do the thing and tell me the thing while i do the thing well i think we're all reeling from the bachelorette finale we'll never recover blake is fine he's fine i'm just i wait Fine. We were just not yeah. expecting it. It was not leading up to that. And it was like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm just fine with it because I don't want to see him anymore. <laughs> I'm tired of his face. He's, tired. He's been with three bachelorettes. Okay. I'm tired yeah. of, oh my God, it's Blake. Right. Yeah. Hopefully this is, this is his thing. No, he's a nice guy. He's, he's cute. Whatever. It's just yeah. like, it's just Blake. You know, it's like, oh, you know, okay. I feel like a jerk. He's he's a wonderful guy. No, he and seems like a great guy. Him and Katie seem happy. They're really cute. Yeah. It's just, he's been on TV a lot, so. It's, yeah. It's time to pass the torch. And he looks will. like Sully from Monsters, Inc. I just can't he get does. over it. He looks exactly like him. It, Google it first and then Google Sully. And, or, yeah. it, it's just, it's wild. I see yeah. no difference. They're the same picture. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's, they're the same. Yeah. 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 Otherwise, all my plants are dying, so that's great. Hey, you've done a great job <laughs> keeping them alive. You are, you're the uh, only thing keeping them alive. I'm trying, but my Monstera, which I love a lot, is slowly dying. It's got these bugs, and I can't get rid of them. No. So, I don't know. What do we do? I don't know. I've tried everything. Send help. <laughs> Wait. Okay, what kind of bugs? I've heard peppermint oil gets rid of bugs. They're, I don't even know. They're tiny, tiny white bugs. Oh, right, right, right. I, I saw those. Yeah, they're gross. No. Yeah, what's kept you up? Uh, I've, I've been incredibly busy at work. I know, I, I literally say that every week. <laughs> we talk about The Bachelor and my work, work has been busy. It's like, I don't even know why we do the up at night <laughs> thing anymore because it's literally the same thing, but... <laughs> It's, I'm getting new clients on top of what I already do. So it's, you know, it's just a lot. Yeah. But we're getting through. 
my brother from the military is in town, so we're going to go fishing tomorrow. I don't really like to fish, but I like to make memories with family, so there you there you go. You think they'll catch anything? I'm sure. My my brother is a natural angler. He could just like mm. put a piece of string and a hook on the line and like dip it and he would catch like a, a Wow. Nessie. I don't know. You know, <laughs> he, he's just very skilled. Is it sad that I don't even know what kind of fish are in Lake Michigan to be caught? I don't either. I I just one of my favorite memories with my brother is we went fishing when we were very young and I set the minnows free because I felt bad Oh! and, and he got very mad at me. Fly away. <laughs> swim, swim away. Swim away. Be free. Be free. It's like, what are we going to do now? Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. They're going to go live their lives. Have you seen videos of those people who down in, I don't know where, the South, who catch those giant carp with their arms? I could not do that. I could have not. Have seen those? Yes, I have. They literally like submerge themselves in the water and wait for the carp to bite their arm. Yeah. That's like, a no for me. One, ow. Two, you're underwater and you can't see anything. And then you need to rely on another person to pull you out. I'm good. Yeah, no. It's, it's a no. It's fine. No. And for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't really like being in open water. Mm-mm. I really don't like not knowing what's under me. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, you can edit this out, but whenever I'm in Lake Michigan, like if I'm swimming, all I can think about are how many bodies Same. are in the water, probably. Same. That's all I think about. We're on the same page. I remember one time you and I were swimming like off my dad's friend's boat Mm -hmm. and we're both like treading water and I'm like, Elizabeth, I don't really like the water. And you're like, I don't either. (laughs) (laughs) And then we ran back in the boat. We didn't get back in. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I was talking to someone the other day and he was like, yeah, I was at my family's cabin in Michigan like last week and we went in the lake, but while we were there they were dragging the lake for a body and i was like did you go in the lake he's like yeah and i was like how could you um, no 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 i wouldn't go near the lake are you Is kidding psychopath? <laughs> what the fuck how could you how could you peacefully be like what a lovely day for a swim after knowing that i don't want like one that's really sad too like i don't want that to like what if it's near you what if you're the one that finds it yeah i don't want no jeez that's horrible on so many levels I know. Mm, mm, anyway i don't like that mm. well i'm gonna wear my life jacket but, into, okay. yeah well I'm always excited. wear a life jacket folks always i'm excited to go swimming now mm. <laughs> all right tell me about crime okay what vibes do you get when you think of aspen colorado i think of patagonia like vess i think uh-huh. of like rich people yeah and like very scenic and like a very nice young healthy ski resort vibes mm-hmm. is that accurate i i don't know i've never been to aspen i haven't either hold on let me google it I have a shirt that was my mom's from like the 70s that says, how's your Aspen? 
Haha. <laughs> yeah, it's really cute. Really pretty. Picturesque, if you will. The aesthetic I get is like crisp, clean, mm-hmm. picturesque. The perfect yeah. unexpected place for murder. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Did I get the aesthetic <laughs> right? Yes. I I would say you did. Okay. So a most unexpected place for a crime. Haha. <laughs> 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 yeah. Before I get started, I want to give credit where credit is due. This idea was suggested by Ryan. Thanks for listening. Hey. Okay. So we are starting off with a guy with an unusual name. Paul. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, that's that's a pretty common name. Shout out to Paul, one of our (laughs) listeners. Um, (laughs) Spider. His name is Spider? Yes. This man is named Spider. Well, it was his nickname. Oh. But okay. he what he it was basically his name. Because sure, his sure, real sure. name was Vladimir. Vladimir. Yes. A spider's more threatening. <laughs> yes. So this man, um, Vladimir Savage, was born in nineteen forty five. And what was his star sign? I forgot to include that. Let's see, he was a... I guess as a Leo. No, he was born January 10th. Does that make him Aquarius? Or a Capricorn? Um, Wait, I could be totally wrong. It is Capricorn. You were right. You were right. You were right. Okay. So, Spider. Savage. 1945. Capricorn. Oh. He was born in California. His parents were from Croatia. Mm-hmm. American immigrant story. And they called him Spider because he was born really prematurely. And when he was little, he had really gangly arms and legs. Like a little spider. Little spider web little leggies. Little spider web leggies. Yes. And so yeah, that's why he had that name. And it stuck his entire life. Cute. But he had two siblings who had pretty standard names mary and steve (laughs) okay (laughs) mary um and they all learned to ski as kids fun yeah i wish i had learned to ski as a child i did that's awesome you make a pizza box with your skis yeah that's all i can do as an adult that's all you need that's all you need but it it hurts if you do the pizza thing all the way down the hill you got to squeeze your legs. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not a huge skier. It's okay. We live in the Midwest. It's flat. It's flat. We're, we're flat. We cross-country ski. And that's hard. I've never actually done that, but it's no. on my list. Anyway, so they're all learning to ski, and they got really good at skiing. And when he was in eighth grade, Spider actually beat older kids at a ski competition and so there was a ski coach named bob betty and he was like i see this kid he's gonna be great he's gonna be a star he's gonna be a star and so he recruited him to the university of colorado boulder cool on a ski scholarship which is a thing that i didn't know about but uh yeah and this guy 
Beattie also coached the U.S. ski team in the Olympics. So, yeah, he had a good experience to train Spider. And then Spider started winning world championships as he got older and even took part in the 1968 Winter Olympics. Cool. When he was 22, that was in France, and he came in fifth place. Way to go. And then after that, he moved to Aspen in 1971 because pro skiing in the U.S. wasn't very popular. No, I don't imagine. Yeah, and he was, it was just sort of getting popular for the first time, and he was helping lead that movement. Look at him go. Yeah, and so he kind of became the poster boy for skiing. Him and all his leggies. Look at him go. His his leggies. Uh, He was very attractive, and he had, like, long blonde hair, like a flow. Oh, I bet, like, in the 70s or whatever, like, that Like, Fred, Mm -hmm. I'm thinking Fred from Scooby-Doo. I don't know. Yes, I can show you a picture. Like a Ken doll. Let Let me show you what this man looked like. He had a great smile, too. He had a great smile. I don't trust him. Yeah, he looks like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo, actually. Yeah, he does. Mm. He does. Looks like a surfer dude. He surfs He surfs the snow. Yes, if you, if you will. If you will. Very charming. I bet, like, yes. when he smiles, you hear a little ding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was very charismatic, and people got along with him, and very social. He even inspired a famous film that I've never heard of called Downhill Racer, huh. starring Robert Redford, which helped launch Robert Redford's acting career. Nice. Apparently. Look at, look at that. And so when he moved to Aspen, he was, one could say, the most famous person in Aspen at the time. <laughs> and he made a lot of money from sponsorships, which were a thing even before Instagram. And his neighbor was John Denver. He lived in a really swanky neighborhood in Aspen, like a gated community, um, because he was a celebrity. Sure, sure. He also went to a lot of parties. Apparently, he would, like, party all night and then wake up early and do his ski race, and then he would still win, even though, like, he was doing coke all night and didn't sleep. You know, we all had that one kid in our class that just, like, went, uh, yeah, okay. No. That would still ace the exam. And it was like, I'm still kind of drunk from last night. It's like, screw you. I lived at the library. Right. Anyway, I'm not bitter. I'm bitter. (laughs) Only a little bit. Why am I like this? Go on. So Spider is our main, one of our main characters. The other one is named Claudine. Claudine. Claudine Langer. Langette. Lingerie. <laughs> Claudine Langette. I don't know. Lange? She Lange. was French. Bonjour. You could not tell. Ha ha. Ha ha. My little croissant. And she was an Aquarius. <laughs> also born in January. How you say Aquarius? I have no idea <laughs> and I don't want to know. Um, (laughs) when she was 18, she left Paris to move to Los Angeles. (laughs) Au revoir. (laughs) Uh, So sorry to all French people. Um, and she became a burlesque dancer in Las Vegas. 
fun. So a little show girl. Yeah, she wanted to be a star. She okay. Was, she was. She was gonna be an actress. Yes. One thing that helped her get there was she married a famous guy. So one night after a performance, her car stalled on the road and someone driving by offered to help, which sounds like a serial killer scenario, but it was actually just Andy Williams and he pulled over and he was like, hey, can I help you? Hey, can I drive you home? And then they got married. (laughs) <laughs> look at that he was a lot older than her but um well that's the case know. with a lot of celebrity couples i feel yeah she was like 19 or something he was like 33 gross it's a little weird but not as weird as it could be i guess they're both legal it could be worse so they got married and then andy williams got really really famous he was a singer he had the andy williams show which was extremely popular and they moved to Malibu. They had three kids. She was a guest on the Andy Williams show all the time because, yeah, she was his wife. And she also became a singer and recorded seven albums. Wow. And I've never heard a single song. <laughs> Maybe I have. I don't know if I have either. I, I bet if I looked him up, we could find a popular one. But, yeah. So they were socialites, too, in their Malibu community. They went to a lot of parties together. They were friends with the Kennedys. So they moved in uh, high circles, one could say. Sure. And she also did some acting. She was in a few television shows and a movie with Peter Sellers, who I don't know who that is, but apparently he was well-known at the time. Sorry. Apparently, her records did really well, even though neither of us have heard any of her songs. However, her and Andy Williams separated in 1970 and got divorced in 1975, Hmm. but they stayed good friends. But for some reason, Claudine was like, I'm done with this scene, like, I need a new start, so she moved to Aspen, Colorado, where our good man spider lives (laughs) and she met him in 1972 at a celebrity ski race whatever that is i I guess it's like some kind of fundraiser probably yeah probably you know one of those things that rich people do right for fun right and networking or something right and since he was so famous and charming and whatever she was smitten with him and so she found a mutual friend and had them connect her and him again and once they met again it was like instant chemistry and they started an intense relationship Ooh. it was very like started out with a burning flame sort of thing sure sure yeah i would argue sometimes those burn out quicker though yeah oh dear yeah <laughs> two years later in 1974 Claudine and her children moved into Spider's fancy chalet. Chalet, ooh. Yes, in Aspen. What the fuck is a chalet? I don't know. It's a rich person thing. Yeah, I don't, I could not (laughs) tell you. 
<laughs> I know like houses in Switzerland or something are called chalets, but I don't know why. Well, I guess because it's a little ski area. Yeah. It's probably. It's a ski chalet. <laughs> cool, cool. Okay. Yeah. So Claudine and Spider also went to a lot of parties and continued to do a lot of cocaine hmm. and drank a lot and, you know. People were wild in the 70s, I guess. I mean, people still do coke, but like, I think it was more of a thing. It was more, it was more of a, hey, I'm having a party. Can you bring some coke? Nowadays we say, hey, can you bring some beer? Right. Like, (laughs) I wasn't there. I don't know. And I'm sorry if I'm offending anyone, but that's just what I think. I feel like everyone did coke. Right. I, same, same. Anyway, what do I, seriously, what do I know? I don't. I also don't know, but it's a, it's a feeling. It's It's a feeling feeling I have and I trust trust my gut. gut. Yeah. In 1975, however, their relationship takes a turn and I don't know exactly what went wrong, but they started arguing a lot more. Claudine would throw things at Spider and she like couldn't handle not having his attention all the time. Oh my god! It was it was like a I don't know what happened. Did she throw but... spiders at him? <laughs> no, but it would be a little bit funny. Like not really, <laughs> but like a little bit. Um, that would be like a lot of effort for a very specific <laughs> like bit. <laughs> and I, I love that. I, I love that. So at the same time, Spider got injured messed up his back or something skiing which one is prone to do because skiing is very dangerous Mm -hmm. and he couldn't compete anymore in the pro circuit so he's kind of like relaxing a little bit he's going to way more parties than he was before for some reason and probably because he didn't have to like condition as much exactly um but claudine had to stay home most of the time to take care of her kids and that made her jealous because she wanted to go to the parties and be a socialite and, you know, whatever. Do coke, I guess. So, yeah. He was partying. He was hanging out a lot with John Denver because they were neighbors. Getting a beer with his neighbor, John Denver. <laughs> yeah, he worked on cars. He raced motorcycles. One of his friends said, quote, we lived on the edge. So, he was diving headfirst into his life. <laughs> the wild side. Yes. In January of 1976, they're still fighting him and Claudine, and he tells his sister-in-law when he sees her one time, quote, I just can't get rid of her. I don't know what to do. She won't leave. Why don't you try talking to her? (laughs) Well, I guess he did, and she just, like, wouldn't leave. Oh, Um, she's one of those. And he wanted to kick her out, but he cared about her children, so he didn't want to, like, leave her on the street with her children. Well, that's nice. So, in March of 1976, he asks her if she can be out of the house by April 1st. Oh, so he kind of made a deal. Okay. And I don't know how she responded to that, but probably not very well. I don't reckon well. Mm -mm. So, that same month, on March 21st, so end of March, Spider gets up in the morning and goes training. He's skiing. Claudine goes to town and drinks some wine, I guess. As you do. As one does. Later, they went to a party together, but they left separately. And Claudine, I don't know how she lost track of him, but she was like driving erratically around Aspen looking for Spider and was very upset about something. She 
drove very quickly into their neighborhood, like through the security gate, like very like aggressive. Yeah. And was looking for him. And then around 5 p.m., the police receive a call that there had been a shooting. Oh, no. In their gated community, which is called Starwood. Starwood. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know who names these things, but. I don't know. There's a generator somewhere. (laughs) Exactly. So the police are called to Spider's chalet and they find Claudine in the hallway and she's like sobbing. She's freaking out, very upset. She tells the police officers that she shot Spider. And meanwhile, he's on the bathroom floor bleeding out from a bullet wound to his stomach. Oh. So they called an ambulance. Sorry. Because they were like, holy shit. Uh, Oh my God, a body. This man is injured. So they called, yeah, they called an ambulance and they let Claudine go with the ambulance because they said it would be too much work to restrain her at that moment. Oh oh my. Because I guess she was really freaking out. Well, I would, I would too. Yeah. To be fair. So the police search the house. They find a gun. It's a twenty-two caliber imitation Luger. That means nothing to me. Absolutely nothing. But that's, go on. If if you know what that means, it may provide some clarity to you. Anyway, but then the police get a call from the hospital that Spider was dead when they got there. Oh, just ripperoni. Yeah, he was only thirty-one. That's so young. I know. Ugh. That's really young. it's it's so sad so claudine's at the hospital and the district attorney gets there finds her there um and the police are there as well and they're trying to figure out like what happened and how she's doing and so she was cognizant and like answering questions and stuff but she was very upset very agitated but she like was in her right mind and she told them that what had happened was an accident, that Spider was going out of town soon and she wanted to protect herself in his home when she was there alone. And so she asked him how to use a gun and then he was showing her how to use it and it went off accidentally. Mm. That, was her, that was her story of okay. what happened. She said she'd been holding the gun and they were talking about if the safety was on or off. And she joked and said something like, haha, bang, bang or something. But then the gun actually went off. Oh, no. And shot him. Oh, my God. That's horrible. Yeah. And she stuck that story. That was her story. That was her truth. And yeah, that was that was what she said happened. Mm. She was taken to the police station and questioned there. And then she was arrested because her story was kind of strange. The police were thinking, first of all, why would he teach her how to use a gun in his bathroom right. of his house? Like of he, all places. Right. He grew up with guns, so he was pretty familiar with gun safety. Right. And they would probably do it outside or something. Right. Like, why would you be inside in, in the bathroom? Oh, yeah, sure. Bring in here. Like, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let me. Yeah, no. no. I don't know. Yeah. Let me just finish brushing my teeth one sec. Like, right. What? Exactly. Another thing was there was no heightened reason for her to be more scared than usual in the house. 
not that that is like a valid like a strong reason but like like why now yeah like why right now there's nothing that was specifically threatening to her that she was aware of and also the bullet cartridge that they found had like between two to five dents in it which meant that the the i don't know what it's called i don't i i don't know anything about guns but i think it's the hammer like it has to hit the cartridge for it to fire and so it showed that it was hit multiple times meaning like the gun was jammed like she was pulling the trigger multiple times and nothing was happening and um then finally it went off interesting yeah so it wasn't like a like a one-time thing it was like someone was pulling the trigger multiple times also the analysis of the gunpowder residue on his body determined that claudine was standing between six to ten feet away from him when the gun went off and he based on the position of the of his body and of the wound he was had his back to her and he was bending over like he was gonna um he had stuff out like he was gonna shave basically so he's like bent over the sink kind of thing i see with his back to her oh no so all of these things were very suspicious yeah very sus but what was her motive why would she want to kill him that was the big question so she's still at the police station she's arrested she hires an attorney named Ron Austin to defend her. He was like some big LA celebrity attorney. And she was released on bond. And then her ex-husband, Andy Williams, flew in to help because, I don't know, Why they were not? friends, yeah. I guess. She was charged with homicide and criminal negligence. And they also found cocaine in her bloodstream. Later that night as well, around 11 p.m., the police got a warrant to search the crime scene again, and they were trying to see if there were signs of a struggle, but they really couldn't find anything. Everything was in order. Mm. didn't look like anyone was fighting anyone or like nothing was knocked over or whatever, but they did find Claudine's diary on top of her dresser. Oh, no. So they read it, and... They found that uh, they learned how Spider had told her that he wanted her to move out, that the relationship wasn't great. They were, like, breaking up, basically. Mm. And she really desperately wanted to fix it so that she could stay. And, um, yeah, so all that all that led to this motive that they were trying to piece together of she was... Yeah, it was like a crime of passion because they were in a bad spot Yeah, in their relationship. This crime shocked the people of Aspen because, like I said, Spider was the most famous person in Aspen mm-hmm. at the time. He was like their golden child. And everyone instantly hated Claudine mm-hmm. because they were sure it was murder. She was this outsider and she came in and killed him i mean she like she did either way like if it was murder or not she killed him and so yeah in april of 1976 so a couple weeks later 
Claudine is arranged on charges of homicide and criminal intent, and she pled not guilty. So she stuck to her story, went off, it was an accident, I'm innocent. In 1977, in January of 1977, they have her trial, so almost a whole year later. And there were a couple of things that happened during the trial that were interesting. Before the trial, her defense, so her lawyer filed a pre-trial motion to have the diary thrown out as evidence because they said that the diary was in her dresser drawer and it wasn't covered by the search warrant. Mm. And they brought up photos from the crime scene that didn't show the diary on her dresser at the time. I see. However, the prosecution said that, no, it was on top of the dresser, but when they took the crime scene photos, an officer had already taken it off and was reading it somewhere else. And then they put it back and took another picture. But they couldn't prove that it was originally on top of the dresser. So the court decided that they couldn't use the diary as evidence Interesting. in the trial. Hmm. And that w- described her entire motive. So yeah, they couldn't use that. They also ended up dismissing the murder weapon, the gun, because the police messed this up. I don't know why they did. Well, I don't know why they did this, but apparently they took it from the crime scene, wrapped it in a cloth and put it in the glove compartment of their patrol car for like a long time. No one knew where it was. It was just in their glove compartment. Mm. And... So it contaminated the any evidence that would have been on the gun. And then they they also like took it apart, removed the cartridge and all that. So the court also said the gun could not be used as evidence as well. So they really had nothing. And then the trial happened in 1977, as I mentioned. It was a very big, famous trial. Lots of people came to Aspen to see it happen. And lots of photographers were there, paparazzi, everyone wants to know what's going to happen to Claudine. Including Andy Williams, he was also there every day. Oh, he's a good friend. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. So the prosecution had nothing to go on anymore because they couldn't use her diary and they couldn't use her gun. So they focused on a charge of reckless manslaughter saying that, okay, if her story is true, then she was pointing the gun at him and she should have known it would have gone off and she should have known better. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. So it was like a lapse in judgment. And Mm. so they wanted to try and get that at least. But then Claudine took the stand and testified and said, no, it was an accident. We were in love. We were best friends. I would never. (laughs) Right, I would never shoot him. And... After deliberating for three hours, the jury decided she was guilty of negligent homicide. So that was a charge that they downgraded, basically. It's just a misdemeanor. Mm. So the max sentence was two years in prison. However, the judge sentenced her to 30 days in the very nice county jail. And she had to pay $250. Yeah, and okay. she could also choose when to do her time when it was the most convenient for her. Um, that week's not going to work for yeah. me. Okay. She, okay, what the f- fungus? <laughs> she basically, like, 
stood before the judge and she was like, I have children and I can't, they can't have their mother locked up for so long. It you know? was an accident. They, my children believe I'm innocent. Like, I can't leave them. I cannot leave them. But in a French accent. I'm innocent. Exactly. And so after that, right after the trial, she went on vacation to Mexico with her defense attorney. And five months later, she was like, well, I guess it's time. I guess I might as well. She served her 30-day sentence in the county jail. What a rough life. They let her paint her cell pink. Oh, don't okay. know, don't know why. Don't know why. <laughs> All right. So people in Aspen were extremely angry about this because they believe she murdered Spider and she basically got off scot free. Basically. Yeah. The his family, the Savage family, filed a wrongful death lawsuit against her for one point three million dollars, but they settled out of court and. As part of the agreement, she can never speak publicly about her relationship with him or his death ever again. Oh, wow. And then in 1985, she married her defense lawyer. Interesting. And they still have a house in Aspen. Okay. Interesting. So, Very interesting. There yeah, you have it. That, that's it. I mean, the question is, you know, was she telling the truth? I don't think so. Her story doesn't really add up to me. I think she just wanted him dead. And she got away with it. Yeah. I don't know. So. Yeah. I don't know. I I guess we'll never know. Wow. Our criminal system is so weird. I know. It's really strange. I don't know. I don't know how it works. The The whole like inadmissible evidence thing is just like very strange. Like how convenient that. Oh, we can't use mm-hmm. this. Like right. how, how does that. I don't get it, man. I don't either. Well, rest in peace, little Spidey. I know. I wouldn't have squished you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you could have. Probably not, but you know what I like metaphorically. Metaphorically. Was that was that out of (laughs) was that in bad taste? I'm so sorry. So so sorry. I hope he's skiing in In wherever he is. The clouds and the cowabunga. I don't know. What do skiers say? I, I honestly have no idea. Nice snow. It's like a nice powder out there. Wow, look at that. Dusting. I don't, I don't know. So white and cold. <laughs> Just like my heart. <laughs> Just like my uh, ice cubes. Okay. Um, all right, tell me something. <clears throat> this one's quite a ride. Okay. It's kind of eerie. It's uh, disturbing. And it's it's really like a movie plot. It's It's truly so wild to me that when you hear it it's like how is this real you know Mm -hmm. that being said buckle up listener discretion advised i'm sorry ahead of time but we're going back a hundred years ago so that's kind of what i like about older stories because Mm -hmm. it's like if we ever do anything within the past like couple years i'm always like i don't like that i mean i don't like any of it yeah i don't like when anyone dies but anyway so we're in 1921 okay right meow and we are going to visit the gruber family they live in southern germany (laughs) gruber gruber 
so the Gruber family lived in southern Germany, which in about 43 miles, 70 kilometers away from Munich. So they're in Bavaria. They are in Bavaria. Uh, so, yes, they lived outside a Bavarian town called Kafik, and they were on an isolated property surrounded by a wooded area. Their home was expected to be built in 1863. The residents of this little farm included a man named Andreas. He was the farmer. A woman named Katselia, who was his wife. And they had an adult widowed daughter named Victoria. She had two children, Katselia, so named after the grandma, I guess. So Katselia Jr. <laughs> she was seven and Yosef, who was two. They also had a housemaid who lived on the premise, lived with the family and helped around the farm. So in winter of 1921, the housemaid started seeing and hearing strange things around the home. Oh, no. She felt like she was being watched. Things were being moved around. She even said she heard footsteps in the attic and tapping in the walls. Okay. She would tell the family and Andreas about this and... He would go up and to investigate, but when he would go into the attic, there was nothing there. It was, like, empty. There was nowhere for someone to really hide. So he, he was like, no, there's, there's nothing here. So Andreas didn't really believe her, yet there was really no explanation for what had been going on. So it got to the point where the maid said, nope, and she yeeted out of there. Wow. And she, she just quit, and she said... This house is haunted. I I can't take it anymore. She never returned. And this kind of shocked the family because she had been with them for a while and they really needed the help, but they couldn't find someone else to fill the position as a in-house worker. A, a couple of months went by until they were able to find a replacement and this woman was named Maria Baumengarte. What? <laughs> Baumgartner. Okay. Maria Baumgartner. So during the period between when the former maid left and the new maid started, the family actually started to notice weird things happening as well. So they continued to hear weird sounds here and there coming from the attic. It's like footsteps or disembodied voices, weird things like that. Or things around the house would move, so things were out of place, or Ooh, things just kind of seemed odd. Andreas wasn't necessarily like popular throughout the town, but he did confide to some of his neighbors about what had been going on. One of the family sets of keys went missing. One day, Andreas found a newspaper in the home from a publication he did not subscribe to. He did not recall buying it. No one in the family knew where it came from. One morning after a snowfall, there was a trail of footprints that led from the forest to the house on fresh nope, snow. Nope. That did not lead out of the house, and no one knew 
what the source was. It was no one's footprints. It didn't match anyone. There was there was no explanation for it. They also found scratches on a lock to their tool shed, as if someone was like trying to open it with like a different tool or something. The family was pretty well respected in regards to, you know, they were hardworking, they were active in their community with church and whatnot. However, they did keep to themselves. And like I said, Andreas wasn't really popular. He was kind of stern and Mm -hmm. um, not like super well liked, but like the family was, it's not like, you know, they hated the family by any means. However, one day, Katsalia Jr. did not show up for school. And the next day, the entire family didn't show up for church, which was very unusual. A couple of days after that, Katsalia continued to not come to school. And at the post office, unclaimed mail started to pile up. Oh, no. So some of the neighbors decided, let's gather up and, and go see what's going on. So uh, one of the neighbors, his name was Lorenz Schlittenbauer. <laughs> He was a farmer uh, nearby, and he led the search party. So what they found was the house was locked, and so they went around to the barn. And what they discovered was unimaginable, and I apologize in advance. So in the barn, they found the bodies of Kitsalia, Katsalia Jr., Victoria and Andreas stacked on top of each other. Holy moly. Oh, my God. And they were, like, covered in hay. (gasps) Grandmother Katsalia had a cracked skull as well as signs of strangulation. Oh, my God. Andreas was covered in blood and his skin was described as, quote, shredded. (gasps) Uh, Victoria had blunt force trauma to her face and a shattered skull. Oh, my God. And the younger Katsalia had a shattered jaw and slash wounds. Oh. Mm. Uh, As I mentioned, their bodies were covered in hay. And then inside the home, the maid Maria had crosswise blows to the head, and she was in her sleeping chambers. Um... She was the new maid, right? She was the new maid. And Yosef was found in his cot in Victoria's room with a heavy blow to the face. Oh, my God. Uh, Maria had been covered with her bed sheet, and Yosef was covered with one of his mother's gowns. Oh, my God. That's so horrible. uh, Sorry. I know. Sorry. Um, On the the bright side... None of the animals were harmed, and like okay. the family dog was okay. So, so that's so weird. Yeah, and what's kind of weird too is it was like a watchdog. Oh. So I think that's kind of strange. So that makes me think it was someone they knew yeah. because it didn't. It was either comfortable around them or. Yeah. I I think that's weird. That's weird. I mean, I tried to make that a bright side, but, like, at least the animals were okay. Cause at least someone came out of this alive, I it guess. It was the Palmerinian. <laughs> if only they could talk, then Woof. they'd be able to tell. Woof. <laughs> so, naturally, the shocked and horrified the community. 
The closest police officers were in Munich, about Yikes. you know forty some miles away. So it took hours for police to arrive. By that time, you know, because this was in the twenties, neighbors and community members arrived at the scene of the crime to check it out. Oh no. They literally came to the farm. They walked around the crime scene. They poked the bodies. Like, they essentially destroyed any and all evidence. That was, like, right as they were establishing... Exactly. ...standards for yeah. crime scenes. Yeah. No, nope, In nope. Germany, at least. They just cut it off. They were like, nope. Oh, this is probably, like, okay. the case that caused, like, the standards <laughs> to be like, guys, like, you cannot... Right. Like, they even... It was even said that people, like, cooked and ate food at the farm, you Seriously? know? Seriously? Like, yeah. Like, with the bodies in there? Yeah. They're just like, oh, yeah. It's <laughs> like, like, oh, well, they're gone. I guess we'll just... Uh... Oh, well, might as well stay a while, like... Hmm. Wait till police come. Friends, friends. D- don't. Just don't. Find, find other hobbies, okay? Oh my like, don't do that. <sighs> the lead investigator was a man named uh, Georg Reingruber, and he spent a few hours investigating the scene, but, you know, A, the neighbors basically ruined any clues, and B, there were basically no forensics available mm-hmm. at the time. They were able to conclude, however, the family had been lured one by one (gasps) into the barn and they were killed kind of by surprise when they arrived. I don't know how they were able to determine that, but I hate it. I hate that too. The next day, a man named Dr. Johann Baptist Almuller would conduct autopsies. It was determined that all family members died instantly, except for the younger Cassadia. No. Because she had chunks of her hair ripped out by her own doing. So that meant she didn't die right away, and she was ripping out her hair as she laid in agony. Oh, my God. Before succumbing to her injuries. I'm so so sorry. That's so sad. That's off. Oh, my God. I can't even. I I can't. That, like, what? Oh, God. The doctor also determined that the murder weapon was either a mattock or a pickaxe. What's a mattock? It's basically like a smaller pickaxe. It's like meant. (laughs) So either a a pickaxe or a small pickaxe. (laughs) Which one? (laughs) Okay. No, like the mattock, I think, is more for um, like soil or like like sowin things, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And a pickaxe is for like rocks. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) It's a mini pickaxe. It's either a big one or a small one. (laughs) Depends on how you're feeling that day. One's for the kid and one is for the adults. What's more, and I don't think I mentioned this either, but it was the maid's first day. <gasps> what? It was the first day as the, being the new maid. Holy cow. What a, what a, <laughs> what horrible, a horrible day. What a horrible thing. That's horrible. Oh, yeah. No. What? A- Welcome to our home. Welcome. <laughs> You'll love it here. Oh, God. Uh, so... As for the investigation, it was believed that uh, the killer or killers actually lived at the home for several days before <gasps> fleeing as well. So, like, while everyone was kind of, like, being like, oh, where are they? Yeah, because the farm had been maintained, you know, the animals were being fed. Mm-hmm. Um, it 
the neighbors also reported, you know, smoke coming from the chimney for a couple of days afterwards. And there was like food. That gives me the heebie-jeebies. I hate it so much. I hate that. I, that that's horrible. And initially it was thought that it was a um, someone that was, you know, robbing them. However, there was a large amount of money found in the home as oh. well as a lot of valuables. So it made it seem like it was more passionate. Especially because all of the victims were like covered up yeah. after, which is a sign of kind of a personal one because you don't want to look at yeah. them. So they interviewed the former maid who mentioned she quit because she thought the house was haunted. Uh, so this also led investigators to believe that it's possible the person could have been living at the home or scoping out the home for about six months. Jesus Christ. Oh my I god. hate it so much. Oh god. I just oh I, my god. I have oh like, geez. My arm is textured I hate with this. I hate, oh gosh. Ah. Okay. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I see. I I see. Um, okay. It kind of makes you wish it was a ghost. Um, for real. God, because then you could just get sage and be like, be gone. I know. Um, Oof. Oof. I don't like it. Okay. So right. things get a little crazier. Um, so bear with me because we're about to talk about the. The main suspects. Okay. So it turns out there was some wild drama in the family, and it, it's really unsettling, but there's a, several theories as to who could have done it. Mm-hmm. For one thing, the parent of little Yosef was actually a mystery. They're mm-hmm. not sh- entirely sure who the father was. Uh, one theory is it could have been... Andreas. Oh, okay. Uh, so he, as in, you know, the father. So he might have been both father and grandfather to no. Yosef. Uh, because it was known that Victoria and Andreas had an incestuous relationship and Andreas was abusive. And oh, that's so sad. I know, it's horrible. Like this, I'm sorry. This is probably like one of the worst ones because it's just a horrible. That's, and every, that's horrible. I'm, I'm so sorry. And it was also a theory that Andreas killed the family and then killed himself. Mm. However, the wounds on him could. It was very unlikely that they were self-inflicted. Okay. There also was a belief that it was Lorenz Schlittenbauer, and he was the man who led the search party. So with him, it turns out he was in a relationship with Victoria. Oh. And it's even possible that Yosef was his son. <gasps> mm-hmm. Drama. And leading the search party would like... Right? Like... Be like, oh. Like, oh, look at these bodies. Deflect like, suspicion. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like smelted Delta. It's like, who, who's... Right. Who farted? It's like, oh my God, look at these bodies. Like, not yeah. the same thing. Not no. the same thing. But I'm just, but, yeah. you know, to kind of be like, oh, look, I, I'm i just, I found it. Mm. But yeah, he discovered the bodies. He also publicly referred to Yosef as his son. Oh, really? Um. So Victoria and him had been, you know, they had a fling. And Victoria wanted to get married to him. And he... You know, initially agreed, but Andreas actually interfered and it didn't happen. And it like it said that Andreas was kind of like obsessive or protective. And, you know, I mean, he was horrible, horrible, like like, disgusting. But 
when Victoria had told Lorenz that she was pregnant, Lorenz, you know, denied that it could be his child because of the relationship with Andreas. So he said, Mm. well, I don't know if this is mine. I see. Um, And he even reported this, like, to the police about the relationship and, like, it caused a lot of things and they had to be, like, fined and, like, you know, the whole town, like, knew about it then. But then Victoria begged, you know, Lorenz to recall the statement and he agreed to say, like, it was his child and, like, to to recall the statement, but... And then he ended up marrying someone else. Ooh. So a lot lot going on there. So police were like, this is our guy. Like, there's a lot. There's a lot to unpack here. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there's just a lot of things pointing to him. Like, there's a lot more motive or or just, like, anger there. And police also suspected him because he had odd behavior at the Mm -hmm. scene. He seemed almost unfazed or nonchalant. He handled, like, the bodies with ease or, like, he wasn't even, like, disgusted by it. He's like, yeah, I can help you move that, you know, like, as if. Oh. And he also, like, moved around the farm with ease and he, like, knew the farm very well. Mm-hmm. So police really focused on him, and but he had a solid alibi and a lot of people, like, accounted for where he was, like, throughout the couple of days it could have been. Oh. So they had to rule him out. I know. Another suspect was a man named Carl Gabriel, who is Victoria's dead husband. <gasps> so they believed. I know, gasp, dun, dun, soap opera, like, <laughs> the keyboards. <gasps> oh, Carl, but you died at the war. <laughs> Nothing could keep me from you. <laughs> So they believed that maybe he didn't actually die at the war. Uh, And he came back to the farm to, like, seek revenge because he didn't actually know, like, who the father of his children was or he came back and realized, like, she had moved on. Mm. But, like, this was many years after the First World War. Mm -hmm. So it's like, where were you for 10 years, you know? Yeah. But it was said that, you know, a few soldiers were that fought alongside him I uh, said, no, he did indeed die in France, and they can confirm that he's. they saw the dead body. And they're mm-hmm. like, no. This he, man is dead. This man is dead. He is deceased. He did. Unless he killed him as a ghost, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. unlikely. Okay. I don't I'm, okay. You know, I'm not going to rule it out, but like, I think that's a stretch. Right. I think the whole Carl theory is a, it, it's a, yeah. it's a weak theory. I'm mm-hmm. going gonna, gonna to say it. It's weak. Uh, <laughs> it's weak. I, yeah. I give them props for being imaginative, mm-hmm. but I... It's a stretch. Yes. There's also, you know, hearsay of there were people acting weird around town. I mean, I would too if such a horrible crime happened so close. You know, it's a small town. Um, even if you were in a big town, like, I feel like that would rock you, you know? Oh, my God. Yeah. I always said, you know, when people would, like, walk by, there was these two men by the woods that, like, turned around so you couldn't see their face. Or mm. there was another incident of a man walking and he was, like, carrying a lantern, like, covering his face so, like, you couldn't see or there was, like, a mm-hmm. glare. But, you know, like, mm-hmm. who's to say? Right. It, it's, it's also, like, 100 years ago. So it's not like you have, like, cameras or mm-hmm. if you can actually report these things. So, and a lot of this has been carried 
over time. So a lot of things could have like changed or mm-hmm. testimony might have been different, but they interviewed 100 people. They could never wow. come up with a solid lead. But, you know, a lot of people in town were acting strange, but there was there was nothing solid at the end of the day. Wow. The family's heads were sent to Munich for further studies and testing. Don't know okay. don't know why just the heads. I don't know why. That's strange. It's very strange. Okay. It gets weirder. Okay. It, it gets weirder. Okay. Because you know, they were like, okay, we're going to send these heads to Munich. I've never heard of that before. Like, I've heard of studying bodies, but let's right. just send the heads. Why would you dismember right. or decapitate the bo- the bodies, bodies to go look at them? Like, what kind of doctors? Like, I just need the head. Right. It's okay. I don't huh. know. Okay. I don't I don't know. However, they never returned. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for laughing, but you're just like, oh. I see. I see. <laughs> The the head never returned. Um, they actually got lost. They like. <laughs> How do you lose? How do you lose six heads? Where do they? Where go? do they go? Like I feel like I lose my head on a daily basis, but it's a tap. Like I'm who, sorry. Who was in charge? The intern? Like I'm the, sorry. Mm. He wanted those back. He didn't have a return label. They mm. lost the heads. They, they literally oh, lost six heads. Okay. <laughs> Great job. So they Good job. A, they had to bury the bodies without heads. Oh, my God. That's I'm sorry horrible. for laughing. It's just because I don't know how else to no, react. No, I know. Oh, my it's God. It's horrible. How but unsettling they, is that? They, they lost the heads of, of the family because it was said, like, because of, you know, World War II. But this was in the 20s. In world, I don't know. Okay. All right. Like, okay. Sorry I lost the heads. It was just like, you know, I had other things going on. <laughs> but they lost the heads. and oh, they had I put them somewhere and, you know, they're... I can't remember. They're somewhere. Where? They'll turn up. <laughs> oh, my it's God. It's not like you lost, like, a, a coin or something. Like, their heads. Their heads. Their, he- their heads. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Personally, if I had that many, hum- even one human head, I would know where it was <laughs> all, all the time. I'd be hyper aware of where it is. Like that, that the thought of just having a head like unsettles me so much. Like I can't I couldn't even have it near me without like feeling it near right. me. Well, you can't put it under the bed. You can't put it in the closet. Like No. Where would you where? I would absolutely be so aware at all times. I could not sleep. Oh I could not God. leave like No, there w- I would be so aware of where I I put them. To lose six six heads and they're not small they're not small they're not small they're not small they're not they're human grown-ass heads at least four of them oh my god were grown-ass heads well this is a very a bad mistake this is a bad pr move (laughs) Not not good. Not I, not good optics there. I don't like that. I would be highly upset. Yes. So um there's a lot there. Uh <laughs> I will never I horrified. Horrible. Yeah. Absolutely horrendous. Um a year after the murders, the house and farm were torn down. Wow. I because not entirely sure why some articles said it's because the town didn't want the horrible crimes to be like 
mm-hmm. remembered or people to like visit the farm or I guess if something so horrible happened, like I could understand. Yeah. Like no one would want to live there. Right. It would it would just be a, another case of like, wow, it's a great deal, honey. Let's move in. And then, and then yeah. ghosts everywhere. For another episode. For another episode. <laughs> well, we'll never know because it was torn down. Oh, but yeah. um, there was a small memorial that was built for the victim so people can go and pay their respects. But the case did go cold because there were no leads and it was cold. Uh, you know, there were no leads, no suspects, no evidence. Everything was ultimately destroyed. However, in 2007, the, I'm going to butcher this, the Thorstein Fellenburg. <laughs> Can I, do you want me to, the, the, Thorstein Hold on, I'm going to make it really large for you. Hold on. <laughs> I'm trying to sound it out, and that sounded like Dory from Finding Nemo. <laughs> trying to Ooh. speak to whale. the Thorstein Feldbrook. The Thorstein Feldbrook. <laughs> he almost spilled my water. The Thorstein oh. Feldbrook. Thorstein Feldbrook. Yeah. yeah. Thorstein Feldbrook. First in Freilbrook, the first in Freilbrook, the police academy, a police academy in Germany, they reopened the cold case to try and see if they could figure out anything with updated technology. Uh, However, you know, there was really no evidence, no original crime scene. You know, there was really nothing to go off of. And everyone that was alive at the time was probably very, very old or likely Mm -hmm. dead. So they closed it again. And it will probably never be solved. So that is the tragic, horrendous murder at Hintakafik Farm. That is so horrible. Everything about it is horrible. It's so eerie. It's so Like I said, buckle up. Like, it's unsettling. It's unimaginable. Like, there's just so many parts that are Mm. so disturbing. Like, the fact that... You know, someone could have been there for That's the worst months. part. The the oh. footprints lead into the house, things being moved around. Like yeah. good on the first maid to follow her gut oh and just God. be like, I'm out. I bet she was so happy she got out. I, I can't even imagine I would, how horrible oh I would God. feel afterwards of just like that could yeah. have, oh my God. Survivor's guilt. I, I I don't know. Like Oh my gosh. She trusted her gut. I don't know, but yeah. um well, and also it's kind of interesting. Like, I don't know how big the town is, but I assume it's probably not that big. And I assume that like most people probably knew each other. Yeah. And like everyone in the town and everyone's business. Exactly. So I wonder, like, I don't know. I wonder if people had their own theories or like, I mean, I, they did obviously that you mentioned, but like, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's horrible. Like, I'm mm. so sorry. That's, I don't like to talk about graphic Mm-hmm. cases and that one obviously is like I try to avoid it when I can because I don't think it's respectful yeah. to like but it's just with that one that's like the only really facts you have yep. is what happened to right them. so I'm sorry like oof 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 um but yeah it's wild it was about a hundred years ago I mean it will be a hundred years in March of 2022 but yeah I I really don't mm. know um a lot of just horrible like 
It makes me think it was someone they knew and at least trusted, especially if you could, one, if the dog didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Another, especially while you're living there. Especially while you're living there. And, you know, the fact that they were lured one by one. Like, I mm-hmm. don't know how that worked. It also makes me think more than one person yeah. could have been behind it. God, it's just horrible. Like, I, it, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And unless you're like a serial killer, like, and just like to kill people, they probably had a motive if, if they sure knew it them, was. You yeah. know? Especially because nothing oh was God. taken from the house. Right. It's not a town anymore. Now it's in like a different, it's called something else, I think. It's called Weidhofen. Yeah. Um, I also um, forgot to mention, but. They also did tests and the um, barn was far enough away from the home that you couldn't really hear screaming from the house, which is also, I heard that in one source. I don't know how accurate that is. Um, And I don't remember where I read that from, but I didn't make it up. I just remember I read it somewhere. So, jeez. Oh, yeah. Google Maps, you can see the... um the like memorial yeah so and i believe when they so it was believed where did i find it let me try to find it also i apologize i don't remember where i heard this one but when the house was torn down i think they found like the murder weapon in Mm. the hay or but i don't know how they didn't find that like originally or maybe they found it like in the attic i don't remember maybe i'm thinking of something else okay don't mind me i the axe or the pickaxe small or large (laughs) small pickaxe (laughs) what's that well it's a pickaxe but it's smaller Mm. uh i'm the marker in the field where it happened has 4.7 stars on Google Maps. That's fucked up. And one of the comments is just from a month ago, five stars. How do you lose six heads? <laughs> no, truly, I, I don't know. I don't I know. Don't it's know. not funny. It's, it's not, not funny. No, but it, it isn't. But, but it's just bizarre. Apparently, there's hiking trails nearby. They do have really good reviews. Very eerie to stand near where it happened. It looks peaceful, at least. It does. I hope they're at peace. I'm sure they are. Like, no one deserves that. But mm. <laughs> you lose six heads. I mean, that's, that's the question. That's hilarious. Right? Um, <sighs> oh, my God. Wait. Okay. Mm. I forgot to add this in, too. Oh, yeah. Okay. So they were able to, like, kind of figure out that it happened the night of the 31st because that's when Mary or Maria started. Mm. And then... The next day, they had a pair of coffee salesmen come to the door, and they knocked, like, a couple times, and no one came by, so they, like, noticed that the gate to the barn was open, but they didn't. They just left. And then uh, a couple hours later, there was a mechanic that came by to fix one of the machines, and he didn't, like, hear, like, any movement or anything when he knocked but he's like well i'm supposed to be here to fix it so he fixed the machine oh my god for like it took him like four hours oh my god and he like didn't like see or or do anything he he like noticed like the dog was like tied up outside or whatever but it wasn't 
you know oh that's so it was eerie. like it had like food in its bowl and stuff yeah. you know and then so it, it just super super eerie oh and then like God. the mailman you yeah. know was like oh well, no one was like picking up the letters and stuff so yeah. like things were stacking up so it's just like wow a lot of weird things in between there but like the mechanic thing is is wild yeah that's weird oh god okay yeah so that was thank you yeah i'm sorry sorry y'all oh my gosh that one is um it's one that has stuck with me for yeah this one's gonna stick that's that's a sticker it's a sticky it's 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 a sticky it's icky and Uh, sticky Hmm. there's one review on here three stars (laughs) (laughs) nothing special i used to live nearby only the memorial and a quiet forest what are you expecting? Like, what? What, you, what did you think, Susanna? A, a, what do you want, Susanna? Like, <laughs> did you think the farm was still there? You should have done research. Like, I don't. Right. I don't. I don't know. A picnic table. Like, I. Well, okay. I mean, I'm, it's kind of cool that it has so many good reviews, though. Like, that's interesting. There's a dinner tour. Ew! Why? We did the haunted and the dinner tour of this exciting story. You can purchase. A four to five hour tour, including a four course menu, punched by the fire, and a guided hike along the whole scene of events. But there's no house there anymore. You can buy it at the Gasthof Bogenrieder in Weidhofen. Let me look this up. I don't want people to profit off of No, it's weird. I don't think I would do it. I don't think I would do it. It's not like it's like, you know, a hotel and you take a tour of like. Right. No, if I don't, it's, it's strange. It, it sounds like entertainment, and I don't really like that. Interesting. Anyway. Well, next time we go to Munich, yeah. <laughs> we can stop by. Take a tour with Olaf. Olaf. Yeah, the dinner thing. I don't, I don't think like I that. Could, I don't think I could hear the story and also eat. I, no, definitely. Certainly not. And I just... Sorry, Something folks. about that is a little odd to me. Yeah, it's just... It doesn't add up. It's I not like, like it. you know, you're... Like, the Lizzie Borden thing was also weird, but that was, like, yeah. a bed and breakfast. Right. It's... Like, this is a... a kind of tongue-in-cheek, but this is, like... Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I don't know. Well, okay. I guess Lizzie Borden's kind of similar. Kind of. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why this is different, but... Anyway. Probably because, like, nothing's there anymore. Yeah. It's like, why are you having dinner? Like, what... Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not judging, like, maybe it's a lovely time, and I'm sure the people that have, like... Our guides are lovely people. Yeah. I just, I don't know it's if just, I'll go. Yeah, I don't think I would. I don't think no, I would. No, I'll go to Vienna and eat the Sasha tort. Thank you. Yes. Mm. Prefer that. Preferred. Um, Let me tell you a joke to lighten up the mood. <sighs> okay. Please do. But waiter, the coffee is cold. The waiter says, thank you for telling me, sir. Ice coffee is one euro more. I looked up German jokes. Um, but I guess they don't translate. <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, aber Herr Ober, der Kaffee ist ja kalt. Gut, dass Sie mir das sagen, mir er Eiskaffee kosten noch mal einen Jahr mehr. I guess because oh. of Eiskaffee. Like, He's like, oh, I should have charged you a euro more because your coffee is cold. But it's, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. your coffee went cold? Oh, I'll have to charge you because iced coffee is more expensive. Right. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. You almost got oh. away with robbery. Oh, Stupid. That's you. not... I don't... <laughs> Did I pronounce any of that right? Yeah, it was pretty good. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's pretty good. Hey, um, corny jokes about farms. I don't know. Oh, farm jokes. Uh, jokes about farms. Hold on. Okay. Um... <clears throat> Pick a number one through a hundred. Fifty-three. Why did the pig dump her boyfriend? What? He was a real bore. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was hilarious. Hysterical. Did you hear about the magic tracker? No. It turned into a field. I don't get it. Like, does it mean it, like, like turned the, f- like... Track and field? Did you hear about the magic tracker? It turned into a field. It turned into a field. Get it? Like, I turned, it, it took a turn, and it was in a field. Why is that funny? Because magic, it's like, it turned into a rabbit. It's like, oh, it turned into a field. Oh, okay. That, All right. That uh, one is, okay. Oh, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Too did, much thought. did you hear about the wooden tractor? No. It had wooden wheels, a wooden engine, wooden transmission, and wooden work. It wouldn't work. Oh, it wouldn't work. It was made out of wood. Okay, okay, last one. Okay. What do you call... Uh, uh, sorry. What do you get when a chicken lays an egg on top of a barn? What do you get? An egg roll. A roll? An egg roll. because oh, it rolls. Oh, <laughs> I see. Huh. What do you... Okay, last one, I swear. What do you call a cow with no calf? I don't know. Decaffeinated. Oh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> what happened to the calf, though? Maybe it, it didn't... Maybe it grew up and went to college. I hope so. <laughs> I want that for him. What do you call a happy farmer? Wait, I'm sorry. Fuck, I fucked it up. All right, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> What's a, a, a happy farmer's favorite candy? I don't know. A Jolly Rancher. Oh, ah. that's cute. Okay. See, see that lighting. Right. Okay, okay, Thank last you. one, last one. Okay. I swear, I swear it. Okay. Why did the Scarecrow win the Nobel Prize? Why? Because he was outstanding in his field. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, wait. <laughs> what is <laughs> What's a sheep's favorite game? What? Badminton. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, I'm done. That was officially it. I'm done. <laughs> I could you. go on. I could go thank on, but you. I won't. See, now we're we're in a better mood. Yes, thank you so much. We needed that. <laughs> Jeez. Well, thank you all <laughs> so much for listening. Thank you Ryan for suggesting Elizabeth's story. Um, thank you. Thank you. I don't know. I'm sorry to the victims of everyone that we tell these stories to. They are more than just their their murder. Yeah, um, it's it's all very sad, which is why we ended on some jokes. Yes. Yeah. So thank you all so much for listening. It really means so much to us. You don't even know. We would love to give credit to the artists that have helped us. Our music is composed by Colin Whitlish, and music production 
is by Justin Toon. And our cover art is by Erica Chase. Would you like to tell them where to find us? You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and send in a listener report at theinsomniareport at gmail.com. You can send us your own story that you'd like us to read in a listener episode or suggest topics, or just say hi. Any of it. All the above. Do it all at once. Let us know. Yes. Please tune in next week. We got a wild card for you. It could be literally anything. I'm excited to see what we come up with. We never know. We never know. Truly. I think we're taking a hiatus next weekend. We very well might be. Yes. TBD. If you don't hear from us, we're fine. It's just... (laughs) We're okay. We're we're out of town, you know, so... We are busy individuals. Yes. And... And it's August. It is. And next month will be September. Yes. Yes. How did that happen, though? Like, seriously, I don't even know. Time. Time, man. This is a Uh, weird simulation. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Stay safe, first of all. Stay safe. Yes. Don't talk to strangers. Be nice to people. Get vaccinated. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Be kind. And we'll see you next week. Stay sleepy and spooky, most of all. Yes. Catch you later. Good night. Good night.